Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, 13th day of April, year of our Lord, 2020. Nice to have you here. Uh, we have a problem in Colorado. We have a problem in America. Our economy is shut down because of the old COVID-19. Now, I just mentioned before the top of the hour that Governor Greg Abbott in Texas is supposedly going to be releasing some uh, protocols and uh, start talking about how to reopen the economy of the great state of Texas. Over the weekend, President Trump tweeted, and let me read the exact tweet because it was an admonition uh, to the state of Colorado and to all states out. There's a big admonition saying, pay very close attention. He said, governors, get your state's testing programs and apparatus perfected. Be ready. Big things are happening. No excuses. The federal government is here to help. But we are testing more than any other country in the world, also geared with face masks. But governors, get your state's testing programs ready as he's giving a tease that we're going to open up the economy. With that said, I have not heard anything from Governor Jared Polis about uh, his vision or plan or who's advising him on the plan to open up the economy of Colorado again. Maybe it's just Jared and Marlon. I'm not sure who's on the advisory council, but somebody, uh, hopefully he's getting advice. President Trump uh, this week is going to announce his economic uh, group uh, that's going to be getting everybody back to work and come up with a plan. But I don't know who's on Governor Polis' task force for this. Representative Patrick Neville, State House Minority Leader, uh, down at the Dome of Dummies, the General Assembly, the Colorado Legislature. Patrick Neville, welcome back onto the program, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, Jimmy. Uh, I've not heard of Governor Polis. Uh, not only I haven't heard many much talk about reopening the economy of the state, and I'm not sure who he has has his ear and who if, if he's going to do like President Trump or Greg Abbott, and they kind of form these councils and get some advice. Uh, first of all, have you has has the governor reached out to you? Have you heard anything about any plans or first steps to reopening the great states, uh, the great state of Colorado's economy? No, nothing whatsoever about actually opening up. I mean, one of the last conversations I had with him was trying to really get them to urge them to do some accurate reporting. I mean, for an example, is like today, I think we have now reported 7,300 cases, but they're not reporting the amount that have recovered. I mean, so this shouldn't be hard to do, right? If even you go, some say it's 14 days, some say it's 21 days. So you, okay, let's go back to March 20th. On March 20th, we were reporting... 2,300 cases in Colorado. Why can't we report those people from March 20th as recovered if they didn't pass away? Then they're recovered, and then that would actually lower our numbers. But it seems like all the stats they're putting out there, they want to create this um, image as though like we're increasing exponentially when we're not. It's actually more rather linear. Same thing with the amount of hospitalized. I mean, this should be easy reports that we should be able to get from the Colorado Hospital Association. Uh, March 20th, we were showing that there's 550 hospitalized. Why can't we show that they are no longer hospitalized? I doubt those people are still hospitalized at this point in time. So we're not getting that back-end data. We've been in this crisis for over over a month now, and it just seems like all the numbers they want to do is just keep showing it, you know, increasing, increasing, increasing. And even if you go to Google and they do worldwide reports and stuff, they'll show the amount of, of recovered. So why aren't we doing that here in Colorado? 
It's a fantastic question. I have heard, and I don't know, this may be folklore, I can't document it, but I've heard that the higher the numbers are, the more access to dollars you have uh, from the federal government national disaster relief. You have to show that you had more damage, and if you have more damage, then you're going to get more into the state. Do you know if there's any truth? I'm sure, I mean, that's what a national disaster is. They make funds available to the state as needed. Uh, could that be part of why we're cooking the books, if you will? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think Trump's actually done a pretty good job with this, too. If you take a look at, uh, you know, New York, for instance, saying they needed 30,000 ventilators, and then Trump, I think, sent 4,000, and that was actually more than enough. Um, if you take a look at Colorado, for an example, I think we were asking for thousands of ventilators ourselves. I don't know what the exact number of the request was from the Pulse Administration. I heard 500, and I also heard, like, 1,000. But he sent 100, and it seems like that's actually sufficing. And so good on good on Trump for just not automatically, you know, going off of the first reports that he gets from governors, because they're always going to ask high. You know, it's very similar to how governments budget, right? The government department comes in and they never ask for a lower budget. That never happens. They never ask for a realistic budget. They always ask for something high and hope they get the best. And so I think you see a lot of that going on with states requesting relief. And I mean, some of it's political, because if they do ask too low, then they're going to be ridiculed and um, but I think he's done actually a pretty good job of making sure that the states get what they actually need instead of um, just favoring one state over another. The the governor, as um, I asked earlier, he's I have not heard any plan or any tease. I mean, he picked this date in late April and said we may be able to be uh, all finished up with this by two weeks from yesterday, which is the 26th, and start reopening the state. Do you know who uh, the, the pre- President Trump, we know he has Dr. Fauci's, Dr. Berg's, and I hear he's going to uh, have this other task force on the economy, and he's getting advice. I, I think Governor Polis has been rather inconsistent, and I'm not really hearing much plan about what what's going to happen between now and the 26th, because that's the date that he last stated, uh, that maybe we get back to some sense of normalcy after the 26th. Do you have any clue? Is is it fellow legislators, maybe the other side of the aisle? Who has Jared Polis's ear in this and giving advice and consultation? Do you have any clue? You know, I don't. I mean, from what I just can kind of take, it's maybe Dr. Franz, who's with the uh, the EOC, and he's one of the epidemiologists kind of advising him. Um, I, maybe economically, it might be Betsy Markey from OEdit. Um, so I, I really don't know who's advising him. But I mean, I take a look at things that we should probably start doing now, now that we're on the kind of a linear trajectory, and it's not exponential. I mean, the first thing we should be doing is opening up preventative medicine, um, opening up things like chiropractors or dental cleanings, or um, even, you know, people have had their mammograms canceled, um, which, you know, this could lead to a further health crisis if they're not detecting cancer early. Um, if you're not actually relieving the pain through chiropractors and then people go on pain medicines and then develop other issues um, because of the pain medicines. So those are simple things that I think we should do like, you know, yesterday <laughs> we should have been doing. Um, and But I haven't heard any like sort of plan to even incrementally open it up and or, or anything of that nature. Yeah. Uh, Representative Patrick Neville is my guest. Patrick, if you could hold on to us, sir, uh, I'd love to come back and chat a little bit more about what does it look like to reopen Colorado? What should we be doing now? And, of course, you have the dentist story. Do people have just basic dental pain having to go to the emergency room, which is the last place you want to go? So we'll talk more about this. Uh, what shall the reopen of Colorado look like? And that's coming up next with uh, Representative Patrick Neville on News Talk 600 KCOL. Everybody stick around. More to come. It's a Monday. Feels like a... 
Sunday and feels like a Tuesday because all of our days start to seem very similar in this stay-at-home day as a stay-at-home society. 866-888-5449, News Talk 600, KCOL. All right, my name is Jimmy. Glad to have you here on the radio show. My email is jimmylakey at iheartmedia.com. Follow along with the fun and games at facebook.com slash jimmylakey fan page. Uh, spell that entire thing out, and now the chat room says uh, they're uh, crude photoshops of me with new haircuts because I need a haircut, and uh, so far that's illegal to get. And I'm still hoping some of the media that are at these pressers uh, the governor Polis does uh, uh, inspect him. Make sure he's not getting a haircut because uh, I don't want any of this stuff. That's uh, <clears throat> this is this is all for thee, but not for me. I don't want any of that. I don't like this animal farm stuff that you're seeing. That uh, some animals are more equal than other animals, and I'm sure that's not the <clears throat> case in Colorado. But uh, uh, our governor should start to look shaggy here any day now. So everybody keep a sharp eye on it and uh, make sure. Again, it's all for all of us. It's all for the greater good for all of us. And. No animals are greater than other animals, <clears throat> unless you're the mayor of Chicago. Then that's different. All right, Representative Patrick Neville is on the horn with me, and uh, we're talking about the reopening of Colorado. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Representative Neville, you mentioned the medicines, uh, things that could be open, preventative care, uh, mammograms, teeth cleaning, dentist visits. Uh, th- that's the stunning piece that was at completecolorado.com that aired last Friday that just because of some of these haphazard restrictions that were put, a lot of dentists closed up. People end up in such pain they can't find a dentist, so they have to go to the emergency room. I mean, uh, it's one of those things of hashtag unintended consequence, and eventually – uh, these unintended consequences co- end up coming at a huge cost to not just medical care, safety, etc. And I think it's a great proposal. Let's start reopening some of this preventive uh, care. I'd love to go see my chiropractor. I think it'd be very helpful for me to do so. I think it builds my immunity. Um, is there anybody besides maybe you and I ch- giving this chant of let's start opening things up? It's, it's, it seems like it's crickets from down there. Oh, quite a bit. And quite frankly, the, the- disturbing part of it, it's, been, it's not been clear advice on it. So when originally the chiropractors were kind of told from Dora that they were had to be shut down, they all shut down. We pushed back. Um, the governor kind of did some modifications to his order, but I guess the interpretation never got down to his departments. And what you had is you essentially had other chiropractors turning in other chiropractors for opening up shop, and then Dora would send a nasty message saying they got a complaint. So then, of course, these guys are freaked out that they're going to lose their livelihood, right? I mean, a chiropractor went through years and years and years of education, is probably still paying off student loans, and then if you're worried you're going to lose your license, of course you're not going to open up. So really, who's affected is all their patients. I mean, so now you have your patients, instead of being you know pain-free, because of their adjustments, maybe they're taking ibuprofen and other medications, and then they catch COVID, and, you know, you hear that ibuprofen actually makes that worse. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, there's not been clear guidance, and it doesn't been, it's really not even, I wouldn't even say necessarily from the governor's office, it's that the bureaucracy surrounding him just can't seem to get clear guidance. So I think if we had very clear guidance from the governor's office, like open up preventative medicine, because I think what we, you and I interpret as preventative medicine um, they're not interpreting that. They're, they're calling that elective procedures. Um, so things like a mammogram is now elective, which I, I totally disagree with. I mean, cancer screening is certainly not elective by any means. Um, there's some things you can't do through telehealth. So I guess I think most doctors are trying to do what they can through telehealth. Um, I know, like my my twelve my twelve year old had to get her annual checkup on on 
um, through telehealth, but there's other things she had to get, you know, she, we have her on a delayed immunization schedule. We want to get her immunizations. Um, she can't get those right now. So things like that, I think people would say, whoa, what's going on here? That should be, that shouldn't be considered elected, but that's what the departments are classifying it as. It is fascinating. I think that's what's come out of um, it's come out of this entire thing statewide and nationally. Uh, what's considered essential? What's considered elective? And we suddenly realize that we have unelected bureaucrats that are making these decisions for us. And uh, hopefully, there will be a great discussion about uh, how much power these unelected bureaucracies seem to have over our lives, making decisions. Because again, it's it's people we never elect, nameless, faceless bureaucrats that have decided this is essential, that's essential, and. I, 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 for example, I can't figure out why the car lots aren't open. You can socially distance yourself at a car lot. Uh, that seems to be a wide open space for it's not like you're in a showroom right up in someone's face. I mean, people ought to be able to look at a car and buy a car if they want to in this environment. That would also help state income. But uh, some bureaucrats said, nope, can't sell cars. It's not essential. Right. And you look at some states, I mean, I guess maybe always try to look at the glass somewhat half full. <laughs> there are other states that are banning things like, uh, you know, car seats. I saw that on, I think Leslie Hollywood posted that online, that there was the, the state that banned car seats. And there's a lot of other states that are like, so like at least in Walmart in Colorado, if, you, if you're in Walmart, you can buy whatever's on the shelf. But there's other states that are actually making those um, retailers rope off that stuff. So even though you're already in the store, you can't go buy that stuff. It's just absolutely ridiculous what's going on throughout the country and what's going on in the state too. So elective elective procedures would be a great step in the right direction. Do you have any other ideas? Because we need to get some of this stuff going and have a conversation about getting Colorado back up and running. Uh, Colorado can't print money. We don't have a printing press like the federal government does, so it has to get back up and moving soon. Uh, elective procedures would be step number one for you. Do you have you thought through or any ideas on step number two? Well, step number two, I think there's other places like you take a look at appliance factory warehouse. I think that should be, I don't think that should ever been closed in the first place. Um, some other different, um, you know, industries kind of like that, but it's, it's tough to say, right? I mean, that's what's, what's difficult about any sort of elected or unelected bureaucrats saying what's essential, what's not essential. I think what we should be doing is actually giving guidance on what social distancing means. And if businesses can actually still operate within that guidance, I don't know why we don't let them. Um, if, if they can actually keep people apart and actually social distance people in their businesses, um, let's, let's let them do that. Let's let them adapt and, and overcome to that. As we still, we've seen a lot of the grocery stores and, um, you know, Walmarts, they're putting up the plastic. They're doing all that stuff to protect their employees. Why can't we let other businesses do the same thing and still have a chance to be open? Yeah. Uh, Representative Patrick Neville. So what I'm hearing, though, is that from to your knowledge, uh, the governor has not formed like a, a brain trust. He hasn't reached out to both sides of the aisles, Republican and Democrats. He's not uh, at least if there's a table of which the reopening of Colorado's economy is being uh, uh, discussed. He's not you're, you and any Republican, you know, have not been invited to that table. That's yeah, that's correct. I have not heard of any even that process being started, and if it has, certainly he hasn't invited me or anyone that I'm aware of. Uh, it would probably be a good process to start now. Start thinking through all that stuff now. If he's going to be lifting this up on the 26th, um, I don't know why we wouldn't be thinking through that stuff now, but yeah. apparently we're not. Uh, real quick, sir, uh, the state legislature is on hold, and uh, you guys will have to reconvene sometime uh, down the road in the near future. What's the what's the timeline on that? 
We're looking mid to late May reconvening. Uh, we'll have the latest budget numbers. Um, well, you know, basically some figures that kind of give us an idea of what we're looking at budgetary-wise. We'll come in, I believe, May 11th, uh, so give it kind of a week for JBC to process through that and kind of go through that, and then we'll we'll meet and start hammering some of that stuff out because, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a vicious budget cycle, and I just hope that they don't try to use federal money to just basically recoup all the the state's losses that the state uses this as a, a a chance to tighten up our belt, and then we actually reserve that federal stimulus money for the businesses that were hurt from the shutdown. Yeah, well, from your lips to God's ears, Patrick Neville, from your lips to God's ears. Uh, Patrick Neville, stay in touch with me. Let's figure out if you start hearing anything about reopening the state. It, it is a discussion the governor should be uh, starting to have, and hopefully he'll get some smart minds around him as to figure out the best way to do it. But I like the ideas that you have floated. Uh, let's get back to elected procedures, and that would uh, at least get us started in the right direction. Uh, Patrick Neville, take care, my friend. Uh, glad to talk to you on the radio show today. It's News Talk 600 KCOL. Jimmy Lakey back in a moment. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.